Hi, good morning. Welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Well, you know, I did say good morning, opening this up. That was because I tried to record this twice on yesterday. I was live one time and then I tried to record it and not list it. And y'all, somehow or another, my podcast did not record, nor did it allow anyone to tap in basically to listen to the podcast. And so this morning I decided that I was just going to do this again, but I was going to record from my cell phone versus recording from my computer um, because for whatever reason it did not work, but the devil is a lie. And I'm going to get this word out because I believe that it is a word that you need to hear. And for that reason, he tried to stop it yesterday, but he cannot stop what God is doing with me today. And he couldn't stop it yesterday. I just I don't know what happened with the app, but my scripture today, um, you know, I'm going to be talking about the blood and that it still works. You know, I know you know about how Jesus shed his blood over 2000 years ago for us. But do you apply his blood? Because there's a there's power in when you apply the blood. I mean, we talk about the shedding of his blood because we know that without the shedding of his blood, there would be no remission of sin. So we know he had to do that when he went to the cross and he died on the cross that day. But do you apply it? Because there's power when you apply it. And so my scripture today is coming from 1 John 1 and 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You know, it's so interesting because he is the light. And we know that light exposes darkness. The blood protects and heals and covers everything under the sun. That's the, why it's so important to apply it. And so when I began to, to look this up and start talking, you know, to, to talk about this, I uncovered that there was three words that was used in the word of God to, de, to describe his blood. One word was incorruptible, which just simply means incapable of being bribed or morally corrupted. Now, there's some truth in that all day, every day. Why? Because we know that he knew no sin, but became sin for us, even to the death on the cross. So his blood cannot even be corrupted. Why? Because he wasn't even born in the sin. And so the importance of you putting and applying the blood is extremely important, y'all. I cannot reiterate that. Precious 
was another word that described his bud. It just means an, of an object, substance, or resource of great value, not to be wasted or treated carelessly. We know that his blood is of great value. Why? Because he wasn't from here. He was God who came down and became flesh for us and then died for us. So his blood is to not be wasted. And you not applying it, it's like you're wasting the blood. Overcoming. Now, this word right here set extremely with me because overcomer was my word for the year. My word for this year is overcomer because I felt like God had just brought me through so many different things that I overcame so many different challenges. And it simply means defeat an opponent, which we know our opponent is the devil. And honestly, he's really not an, an opponent. We give him way too much play. He's already been defeated. He was defeated that day on the when Jesus died on the cross for us. It means to prevail. So anytime you apply the blood, you've already defeated the devil. Y'all, I can't even tell you. So to describe what his blood represents, it's incorruptible. It's precious. It's overcoming. When you apply it, I cannot stress that enough. And so I'm going to talk about the significance of the blood in the natural and in the spiritual because when i tell y'all like for real for real i plead the blood over everything and i'm going to share a little bit about some things that i have going on in my personal life right now and it just ties right in you know every time i get ready to talk about some things for the podcast it seems like I'm going through that thing. This has been something I've been going through for some time now, but it, it, it just it fits right in with what I'm talking about today. Your natural blood supplies life giving oxygen and nutrients to every cell in your body. If the flow were to be cut off from an area of your body, that part would begin to die. Any part of your life spiritually that is cut off from the blood of Jesus is dead or dying. That's sin, y'all. So anytime that we allow sin in to an area of our life that we have not died to, that part of our life is dying or will become dead. That's why it's important to apply the blood, to put your sin under the blood, to repent and ask for forgiveness and plead the blood of Jesus over it so that it's covered under the blood so that it doesn't kill you. And that's what sin does. It kills us. It kills a part of our life, no matter what it is. Um, your blood carries away waste and toxins from your cells. Without the blood of Jesus, your life would be filled with filth. And that's exactly what sin is. It causes our cells and our spirit to be toxic and wasteful. The blood carries away toxins and waste from your blood cells. That's what keeps you healthy, y'all. It's no different for our spirit, man. 
The blood of Jesus, when applied, takes away the toxins and the waste from our lives. God also equipped our bodies with the white blood cells that fights off sickness. Anytime bacteria or viruses try to get in, your white cells start to destroy the invaders. Now, I'm going to let that sit right there because we have good bacteria and bad bacteria. The good bacteria protects our body, fights off the bad bacteria. The bad bacteria is what causes us to become sick with viruses and infections. So the white blood cells counteract those things. And I have to just stop right here to kind of share a little bit about what I've been going through. So last year, I was diagnosed with thrombocytopenia. And that's just another term for someone who has low platelets. Well, you ask, what are platelets? Platelets are the things in our body that basically helps prevent us from getting sick as well. They work with our, our white blood cells. And when they're low, it puts you in a place or a position for your body to not be able to fight off those things. It attacks your white blood cells and could cause viruses and infections to begin to happen in your body. Right. So last year when I went for my physical, my primary care physician noticed that my blood, my blood, my platelet, my platelet count was low. Now, for a woman, her platelet count should be between 150,000 and 400,000. Now, you don't want it at the 400,000 end. That's too high. 150,000 is good. But, you know, again, it's right where you need to be at. Well, she noticed that mine was a little bit lower than that. And she said, well, I'm going to wait a couple weeks, bring you back draw the blood again and she said and if it comes back low then I'm going to recommend that you see a hematologist now y'all know I'm the google queen so yeah um I started to google this because I'm like okay what is a hematologist I know it has something to do with the blood but what does it have to do with the blood is she trying to say that I have some kind of disease what because she really wasn't talking and I had an issue and a problem with that and so basically what happened was, was when I went back in a couple of weeks to have my blood redrawn, it came back and my platelet count had dropped a little bit more. She referred me to a hematologist. And so when I called to make the appointment that day, y'all, the lady said, are you calling to schedule an appointment with the oncologist? You see how I got silent? That's how I was on the phone for a second like whoa wait a minute now I know what an oncologist is but no I'm calling to make an appointment with the hematologist and she said okay um, well you can't really make that appointment they have to schedule that appointment for you if you were referred by your primary care so I'm like oh lord I don't know what this is and again y'all my primary care physician is not talking she's not talking about what's going on with me and so I'm getting irritated and frustrated well, I had the appointment. He draws all kind of blood. I mean, he took tubes of blood from me. And because 
The hematologist specializes in blood diseases. They also work with oncologists because they can specialize in that area as well and vice versa. And so I'm asking him like, okay, well, what is this? He says, well, you know, your body is producing platelets, but for some reason or another, they're also destroying the platelets. And so I'm like, okay, well, what can we do for this? He's telling me, well, you know, there isn't really anything we can do to treat it right now because it's not, it's low, but it's not enough for us that we have to be, it, it will cause us to be worried. I said, okay. I said, so you're saying there's nothing that I can eat. There's nothing I can take at this point. He's like, no, we're going to monitor you. And that's all we can do. He said, but if it drops below a hundred thousand, then that's when we start talking about how we'll, how we will treat it. So of course, you know, with me being the Google queen, I come home, I Google and y'all, when it comes down to your health, the last thing I will ever recommend you do is Googling what your symptoms are because they're always, they are always going to give you your worst case scenario online when you think about your health. And so I'm just like, okay. And of course it gives you the worst case scenario. Right. And so last year when I went for my six months visit, it was a couple days after my birthday, I believe um, my platelet count was at one hundred and twenty thousand. It had dropped yet once again, like it went up and then it dropped. I said, OK, so y'all I had my appointment last week and it went from one hundred and twenty thousand to one hundred and one thousand. And I'm looking like, okay, but in meeting with him, he asked me again about family history of liver issues, spleen issues. No, because the symptoms that someone would have for a person who has low platelets, I don't possess. I don't have any of the symptoms at all. And the doctor's looking at me every time he asks me, you know, have you had nosebleeds? Have you had any issues because what happens is when your platelet count is low it causes your blood to not clot as quickly so i have to be careful about everything that i do at this point and so i'm like okay this is crazy this is this is not working here um so yeah so my platelet count has dropped tremendously in six months and he wants me to go have a ultrasound of my liver and my spleen. Well, in Googling also about the spleen, I uncovered that when your spleen is not working properly or it's enlarged, it will make the platelets, but it will also kill them. And so I'm like, okay. And I don't know if this is from several procedures that I have done, had done over some years ago um, as the reason behind this. But y'all, when I tell you that I have faith, I believe God is who he is, who he's always been in my life. But it didn't doesn't mean that I'm not worried about my health. I'm still fairly young and I want to see my kids do whatever God has intended for them to do in their lives. I want to see my grandchildren grow up. 
and I want to still do what he has called me to do. So, again, I cannot stress to you the importance of your blood. And so when your natural blood is healthy, you are protected from diseases. And when you're spiritually healthy, there isn't anything that the devil can bring against you that the blood isn't sufficient to to overcome. Life is in the blood. So when you're naturally healthy and spiritually healthy, you are protected and covered. So the blood is what flows that keeps us alive, that keeps us breathing, that keeps us moving. The same thing for our spirit, man. Most Christians only know about the blood being shed, but not applied. God is looking at the blood. So when we admit our sins to God, the blood of Jesus provides complete forgiveness and cleansing. So without the blood of Jesus, we are defenseless against the devil and his works. That's the importance of applying the blood of Jesus. That's the importance of why he shed his blood. Because it protects and covers us. So everything that we needed was protected and covered when his blood was shed on the cross over 2,000 years ago. So when you apply the blood, it becomes powerful in your life. It's, it was already shed. The blood will never lose its power. It will only make a difference in your life when you apply it. So I cannot reiterate the importance of how... You applying the blood and there is so much power in the blood. Nobody really teaches, preaches or even sings about the blood anymore, y'all. Most Christians do not fully comprehend the power of the blood. No gift that God has given us is more important than the blood of Jesus Christ. So when he gave us his son, he gave us the most important gift, not just in him, but the fact that he shed that on the cross. For us over 2,000 years ago. So the power of the bud, there are several things that the power of the bud does. It provides forgiveness of your sins. It gives, your, it gives you life. It brings you close to God. It cleanses your conscience. It gives you boldness to approach God. It sanctifies you. It cleanses you. It heals you. It enables you to overcome the devil and his works. That's how powerful the blood is and how important it is for us to apply it. The blood is so important to God that it's mentioned in the Bible around 700 times. That's a lot. So it lets you know that how important it is for us to just understand the gift and the power of the blood of his son. Now, there are seven characteristics of the blood of Jesus. So now let me just tell you all this. I tried to watch the passion of the Christ over the last couple of days and I couldn't do it, y'all. I've seen it once and it was horrific to even just sit through and watch. And I just cried like a baby because it was like, wow, I couldn't imagine his thoughts. I couldn't imagine what he must have felt like. I couldn't imagine you know, we get sick or something happens in our lives and we agonize over it. But y'all, I, it doesn't even come close or compare to what God went through, what Jesus went through that day. And then what God 
must have felt like seeing his son, the one that he sent here for us, dying in agony like that. And it was cruel. It was horrific. The first characteristic is the blood and the sweat of his forehead represented victory over all the pains and sufferings of the soul are in those drops that came out of the sweat off his forehead. The power that submits our will to God's will is also there. We can drink from those same drops, bend any desire that opposes God. They are drops of blood that takes us to unprecedented levels of intercession. They attract the angels of God to meet us, help us to die to ourselves and to pass purification tests. Just from him sweating blood. So, you know, as he was going to the cross that day, when he went to the garden, actually, he began to sweat blood. There was drops of blood that came off of his forehead. But it gives us victory over our will versus God's will. And y'all, I have to tell you, your will should be aligning with God's will. Because that's where you want to be. You want to be in his perfect will, not in his permissive will. And so when you die to self, that means that you are giving God access to do whatever his will is in that area that you're seeking and you're, you're putting before him. I can't stress to y'all the importance of that. The blood that emerged from the slaps and the sticks that disfigured his face represented triumph over pride and vainglory and rescues us from the yoke of content and rejection. He gives us the power to endure the humiliation of others. His mockery leads us to become similar to him in the loss of all reputation to see the heavenly and divine side which is found when beauty has been destroyed in us. Now, it's the beauty that shines through our being. When the soul and the spirit are filled with this beauty, it no longer matters what men or people say. So he was disfigured, unrecognizable. I can't even imagine. They slapped him. They used sticks to hit him in his face with. So he was beyond recognition, sitting and hanging on that tree that day. I can't. I cannot imagine what his face must have looked like, what his skin must have looked like. The blood that came out when pieces of his beard were torn off. The beard speaks of priesthood. Through this blood, we return to the lost priesthood that allows us to minister before his presence. It is from Jesus' beard that his anointing descends on the whole body. Y'all, they pulled pieces of his beard out of his face. I couldn't even imagine somebody pulling patches of hair from my head. But it restores us back to the priesthood that was lost that day. Based off of how they treated him. So now he went through all this for you and me. I just can't imagine. So it's not okay for us to just live any old kind of way and do any old kind of thing because it's not okay. 
It's just not okay. The blood that came out of the lashes that was that tore his back represented victory over every disease of our physical body. He suffered to carry in our body, all of our diseases and ailments. On the cross, Jesus covered himself with sin, draws all sickness over him and leads him to death through his own death. So every disease, every ailment, this low platelet under the blood was covered on the cross over 2000 years ago already. God already took care of this for me. And so I can rest in the assurance of his blood that I'm already covered. And that right there is what keeps me going, y'all. It's hard to not worry. It's hard not to be concerned about my health. It's hard. I would be lying to you if I said that it wasn't. But I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. The blood that produced the crown of thorns. This crown him as king of kings and lord of lords. It gave him all the victory against the devil's empire. He conquered the government of the land. He, it conquered strength in the spiritual world and the mind of Christ. We conquer our life over our thoughts to come to have the mind of Christ. We appropriate the conscience of Christ. Jesus knew all that he was. So they took some sticks that had thorns in them twirled them and made a crown and then placed it on his head. Y'all, he was bleeding from his brain. Now, they didn't already disfigured his face. They didn't pull hair from his, you know, the beard from his face. They didn't already beat him. So his back is, his skin is ripped on his back. And now he's bleeding from his brain. I can't, just I'm a very visual person. And so just visualize visualizing this is like, y'all, it just hurts like not like you could ever imagine. The blood that came out of the wounds caused by the nails represented us triumphing over iniquity, over sin, over the crooked and deviant walk of our steps. The blood opens paths of righteousness and restores the paths of our destiny. It opened the roads to take us to take the gospel where there is no path, no way to get there. So him being nailed to the cross in his feet, in his hands, the agony. Crucifixion back then was the worst way for anyone to die. Because they would nail you to a, a tree. And you would just agonize over the where you couldn't even catch your breath that it would just kill you the agony of it would just kill you so he agonized until it was time for him to give up the ghosts over 2000 years ago but we're covered our iniquities our wounds he was wounded and bruised for our transgressions and our iniquities and by his stripes we are healed on the cross over 2000 years ago that's what the blood represents. That's the power in his blood. The blood that came out of his side to be pierced by the spear. This gives us access to the holy of holies. It's the one that opens the heavens and takes us into the heart of God. And ultimately, that's where we want to be. That's the very heart of God. We know that he lives in us and we take him everywhere we go. 
And he should be on the throne of our hearts. But we want to be in the holies of holies, the place where he dwells, the place where he wants us to dwell with him. And that came out of them piercing his side and the blood that came from that. So before I go, I would like to leave you with this. When God gives us the privilege of opening his heart to us, we will understand his compassion with the sharp edges of sin that tear. We will be sensitized to the deep pain he feels. We experience a mercy that only can come from God. We will understand that in the heavenly places, there are different levels of seeing and experiencing God. I cannot even imagine or fathom that I haven't even scratched the surface. There are levels of experiencing who God is. And we've only touched a little bit of that. So anytime you're not walking in your purpose, that you are not doing what he's called you to do, you're missing out on an opportunity to experience another level of who he is in your life. That's the power of the blood. Plead the blood. I plead the blood over my mind. I plead the blood over my thoughts. I plead the blood over my mouth because a lot of times, y'all, when you think in it, what follows that comes out of your mouth could be just as bad. And so I find myself pleading the blood over everything, over every situation. Even this situation with my blood, I have pleaded the blood of Jesus over it. And so, you know, again, I pray that you got something out of this. You know, I cannot stress or reiterate the power of the blood and how important it is to apply it. Not just believe that it was shed for you, but apply it. So when you have situations that you face and arise, apply the blood of Jesus over it. It works. It still works. Thank you for listening. But before I go, let me talk about two nonprofit organizations that are very near and dear to my heart. The first one is Empower Him. Um, it was birthed out of the loss of my friend's husband. And so this was something that she established in to set up in his legacy, in his name. And so it's going to empower men who are in the prisons that are coming out that want to be business owners. Y'all, you know how the people and the world and the government and everybody else treat someone who have served time served in prison or been in jail, has a number behind their name. This organization will give them an opportunity to become business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, to make something better for themselves. And y'all know that when a man is healthy, when he is thriving, he's good for his community. He's good for his family, his children. So if you want to know more about it, go to the, her website. Empowerhim.org is the name of the website. Um, the other one is the visionary. My sister is the visionary for this one, More Than My Pretty Face. This is to a step, help and establish young girls between the ages of 13 and 18 as a mentoring program to help them be them best, their best selves, not just leaders in their community, but for themselves. And we know that our young ladies need, they need us. And so we believing that each one of these organizations is about changing lives. It is to help one. We believe that when you help one, they will go back and help somebody else. And it would just be a trickle down effect. So if you want to be involved, 
Um, and either one, it's in powerhim.org, morethanmyprettyface.org. There's opportunities for you to volunteer. There's opportunities for you to donate. On the websites, you want to just stay tuned because it's on those that you will get the latest updates about what they're doing in the communities and everything else. Also, if you haven't had an opportunity, my book, the second edition, is out. It's on Amazon, Broken, To Be or Not To Be, that is the question. It is phenomenal. It's a small read, but a very powerful word. If you haven't had a chance, go get you a copy. Get someone else a copy. Share it. Share it. Share it. Very powerful. I'm so happy, so thankful um, for what God is doing with the book and also what he's doing with this platform. You can find this platform on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spotify and Breaker. Of course, Podbean has been an awesome platform for me to be on. It allows me to be live. It allows me to see your comments, all different kind of things that it has given me access to. I'm just so grateful and so thankful for what God is doing and how he's using me. Again, I pray that you got something out of the word today. Remember, apply the blood. Don't just believe in it, that it works, but apply it. When you have when you're faced with challenges and adversity, plead the blood of Jesus over it. Apply his blood because it still works. It's powerful, more powerful than anything, any word that you could ever use or put out there. Apply the blood again. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Robin. Be encouraged and know that I'm praying for you. Peace and blessings to you.